Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. This week, I'm absolutely moist in all of my crevices because my buddy James Balsamo is finally making an appearance on the podcast. We've been planning to have him on for a while now, and I'm glad it was finally able to happen. I've known James for so many years at this point. He's an indie filmmaker that has made B-movies cool again. If you haven't seen any of his films, you need to dive right in. He's made over 100 flicks at this point under the cloud of Acid Bath Productions, an impressive feat no matter which way you want to slice it. James is not only a major horror aficionado, but also an avid punk fan, so you'll hear a hodgepodge of everything in this episode. As everyone knows, horror is the genre that I hold closest to my heart, and getting to do episodes talking about horror is honestly my favorite thing to do, so I'm glad this episode got me back in gear. Go follow James at James Balsamo on Instagram. That's James Balsamo, B-A-L-S-A-M-O. And check out his films at Acid Bath Productions. Be on the lookout for 14 Ghosts, Robot Dracula, and his other upcoming projects. There should be a screening at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood at the end of the summer, so be sure to keep those notifications on to stay notified. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, James? How you doing? Perfect. How about you? I'm doing better now that you're here. This is awesome. I've been wanting to do this with you for a while. Yeah, here we are. The moment has come. The, the prophecy! Has come. <laughs> I have come. <laughs> uh, so how have you survived during this writer's strike? Has it like affected you at all? No, what, what's cool about my company, Acid Bath Productions, is that we're like an island. And so since I have distribution uh, and I write everything, it, nothing like that affects me. So um, I did lose an actor cameo because their agent advised them not to do it because of the strike. But I've oh. only lost one so far because of it. So Was it a major, major get? Um, it was Andrew Divoff from The Wishmaster. Oh, dude, he's cool as hell. Yeah, he's cool. But because he didn't do it, I got uh, David Howard Thornton, a.k.a. Art the Clown from Terrifier 1 and 2. So Dude, love I, him. I, I lost the Wishmaster, but I gained Art the Clown. So, you know, you David, just got to. David is one of the most genuine people I've met. I love that guy so much. Yeah, David's amazing. So you just got to believe in the universe and things work out for a reason. And right. because of the writer's strike. I got Art the Clown, long story short. So if anything, the writer's oh, strike is helping me. So That's thank so you. sick. <laughs> I bet I bet Andrew Devoff would definitely do it in the future too. He's like a super open guy. Yeah, no, I, we you know, we talked about it and he said stay in touch and I love right. his stuff and you know what I mean? He was really nice and we did a convention together and we were talking and so I have his 
contact and I'm sure you'll see him in something of mine down the line. As a fellow indie filmmaker, how stoked were you to see Terrifier 2 blow up the way that it did? You know, I, I think it's incredible. You know what I mean? It's amazing that uh, the fans can really like push something to the top of the volcano. You know what I mean? Right. When something from the underground really comes up. So, you know, it's great. It's amazing. We need more of that. So. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? And And what's great about, you know, indie horror blowing up like that is that it opens up people in the mainstream's eyes a little bit to stuff that they might right. not have known about you know what i mean so exactly and a lot of people somebody was trying to tell me yesterday that they didn't believe that people were actually passing out at that movie and that it was all like a marketing stunt but i i think that was all legit yeah i mean yeah. that gore was pretty intense especially for amc standards right exactly you know what i mean it you know it's uh I mean, look at Cannibal Holocaust. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> right. Because of it. so, yeah, you never know. Whatever works, right? All right. So. No, definitely. You should. You should have came out to that cinematic void screening the other day. We went to see Cannibal Apocalypse. Oh yeah, I was bummed. I missed that. That was That's pretty cool. good. I, I feel like movie. I forgot who, but somebody that worked on Holocaust, I think, worked on that. Uh huh. But it's it's kind of in that vein. I mean, it's not as intense, obviously, but sure. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. um so have you checked out any cool movies lately yourself you've enjoyed what i watch lately you know what i watch a lot of like weird old school horror movies from the 80s like we were talking yeah. about t-shirt there the paganini yeah. horror yes i watch uh i'm gonna pull up my letterbox oh, mind warp i watched mind warp mind warp oh uh, Fangoria made a movie in the 90s with Bruce Campbell. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Oh, and uh, uh, Scanner Cop 1 and 2, I just watched. I've seen Scanner Cop before, but I hadn't seen the sequel because I just got uh, the effects artist Jeff Farley Ooh. to uh, do some effects for me for Robot Dracula. Fuck and yeah. uh, Jeff worked on The Blob and a whole bunch of other fun. He did uh, Retro Puppet Master, so... <laughs> Hell yeah. that movie he's, he's making a giant cockroach monster suit for me dude for yes there's a cockroach vampire no spoilers That's it's awesome. a vampa roach and i'm i'm it's not done yet but i'm talking to clint howard to try to get him to play the vampa roach so dude yes if it's not Clint Howard, it'll be somebody else fun turning into a giant vampire cockroach. Did you know that Clint Howard like makes snow globes, like as a professional like, oh. hobby? Yeah, yeah that's he awesome. Lives in, he lives in Burbank and literally designs snow globes. Apparently, that's amazing. <laughs> I I love Clint Howard. I've done a, I've done like two shows with him now. He's really cool to talk to, and I love his stuff. So I've yeah, been trying to awesome. get him to do something for me for a while. He was almost in a scene with Weird Al. Yeah. But it just didn't work out. Uh, in my other movie, It Wants Blood 2, I made with Bill Victor Arukin. So. Oh, hell yeah. And that's Coolio's last movie also. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. I do remember you had him. Yeah, I Ice Cream Man's fucking legendary, though. I mean, that's just like such a, such a smart 90s you know, indie film. Yeah. They really oh. pu pushed the converses in that one, too. <laughs> so weird. I love Ice Cream Man. And David Naughton, too. Yeah. In the film cool as hell. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. How was he to work with? Amazing. Such a nice, genuine person. Sweet, you know? Yeah. One of the best werewolves. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And, and full circle, John Landis is also 
in two of my films. So yeah, how is he? Is I mean, especially like holding up from all the stuff that happened, obviously from the Twilight Zone movies. He oh, like, yeah. I mean, oh, you is know. that all passed now, like for him, or is yeah? That... I mean, it's you know, it's a terrible tragedy that happened, but he's amazing. He's such I love a that nice, guy. funny, sweet person. You know what I mean? And right. Jane, you know, everybody's so quick to blame him. It's just like, come on. He's I had know. So many, so many legendary movies. I mean, he's just like one so of the so many legendary movies. I mean, it just. You know, Animal House, American Werewolf in London. Blues Brothers. Places. Yeah, Blues Brothers. Fucking everything. Oh, yeah. Classics. So some some horror movies I've seen lately, looking at my letterbox, I watched Martin, the George Romero movie, which I'd never seen. Oh, I got John Amplis in one of my films before. Really? Yeah, John Amplis is in uh, Catch of the Day 2, I believe. So. Yeah, he's he's the man. Um, let's see, I watched I rewatched Tenebrakes. I love Tenebrae. Of the hat, yes, <laughs> fucking dolls. The oh the, yeah, the yeah one. that one. Um, do you ever see House on the Edge of the Park? Uh yeah, I love that movie. Fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what? You know what I love about that movie? What? My the greatest moment for me in that film is when he's in the house and he raids their fridge. Like, <laughs> yeah, even It's like it's not bad enough that he's gonna like torture everyone in that house but then he just starts <laughs> eating things out of their refrigerator i just uh, thought that was like the best he's such a fucking sleaze bag i love him <laughs> yeah oh, that's brilliant he's such a legend do you ever see uh every which way but loose with clint how or clint eastwood no i don't think i've seen that one that's a fucking wild movie it's like clint eastwood hanging out with like a monkey and he like he brings this <laughs> there's like this scene where he brings this monkey to the zoo like late at night so he can get the monkey like like laid and he That's like amazing. hoists the monkey down into like a fucking monkey exhibit and the, the monkey goes to fuck another monkey. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's done a few monkey pictures, hasn't he? With the, yeah. Jackson and- or what's that one he did? Uh, <laughs> the orangutan? I think that's these ones. There's like several of them, apparently. There's like, my dad said there's a couple sequels to this. <laughs> I think I know he did one with an orangutan. With a- it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then Drag Me to Hell, I thought it's like one of the more cool, like modern ones. I, I rewatched that. And uh, of course, Frank and Hooker, you know, a bunch of stuff. But James Lorenz is in uh, my new movie, 14 Ghosts, that's coming out. With, is uh, that, Hope. that's the main guy from Frank and Hooker? Yes, it is. Fuck yeah, dude. Love that guy. Yeah, that's, he's that's... also in uh, Street Trash and uh, a whole bunch of other fun stuff. What's the name of the guy from Brain Damage? You should get him. Oh. Yeah, I I've looked up that guy before. He's a, he's around. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, any cool records you've been listening to lately? Like it could be new, old. You know, I listen to a lot of Dio in my house. Nice. You know, Dio's always on the turntable, and I do listen to records. You know what I mean? I like that warm vinyl sound. Yeah, so. same. That's cool. You see, you yeah. still buy records? You go to record stores and stuff? I do. Yeah, yeah. I go to uh, Licorice Pizza in Studio City. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I feel like I feel like listening to vinyl is definitely the best way. I mean, just listen to an album all the way through just to fully appreciate what they're putting out. It's just the smartest way to be like as like a listener. But so, where did you grow up? I grew up in Queens, New York. Okay. And uh, I went to that uh, high school where they made the movie Fame nice yeah yeah so they only take like 
500 kids that are like 5,000 that audition every year. So I went to that high school. How was that? Uh, you know, weird because I had always wanted to make horror movies as a kid. And, right. You know, before this was a time before the internet. You know what right. I mean? So like, my parents thought the only way to like get into movies was to go the theater route. Right. So that school was like really like a theater route. So I had gone to acting schools as a kid, but yeah. it was all theater based. But I was like, but I want to do horror movies. Like, yeah, I get to that point. And so and you, I was, you always wanted to be on the other side of the camera, too. Right. Even from. Yeah, I always wanted to act like okay. me making films was a necessity so I could be in horror movies. Like I learned right. how to make movies so I could act in them. I see. OK. You know. And it's cool because now people ask me to do, you know, roles in films and stuff like that because I make movies and have mm -hmm. put myself in stuff. So it's a weird full circle. Well, you've established yourself at this point. Like, I feel like you're, you're that guy now, which is so cool. But yeah, like so many parents have that mindset that like you have to go through theater. My parents thought that too for acting. Yeah. And, and I did. I did like acting courses at like Santa Monica College and stuff. And like, you know, it's cool and all, but it's not like exactly what you're looking for. I feel like there's like a good healthy dose of both sides though. Like, I feel like, I feel like doing a little bit of theater is like good experience, but you really oh. can't go, go full theater and just expect to like, you know, cross over to, into film, especially horror. Sure. Uh, I was having a drink with my buddy, Jack Maxwell, who was the host of Booze Traveler and he's in a bunch of movies and he was telling me the same thing. He, you know, started as a Southie kid in Boston and you know just kind of fell into theater acting and then ended right. up doing the play with al pacino you know what i mean and wow you know what i mean that's like really what helped him get into the movie business so you never know yeah that's cool as hell a little pun um <laughs> uh so did you play any sports growing up uh i wrestled in high school oh, and i'm actually in a book for the fastest pin of the year i pinned a guy in 13 seconds what mm -hmm. yeah so uh don't make me hip toss you <laughs> wait so so like an actual like novel or like what kind of book are we talking here it was like the it was like the greatest accomplishments in like long island local sports holy shit mm -hmm. so yeah. how did you how'd you pull that off was it just by by luck or like just uh well like a fierce energy inside of you at the moment well, yeah totally so i would like <laughs> i i really same thing with my parents putting me through theater because i wanted to be in movies right i wanted to pro wrestle and my parents were like you should do real wrestling first yeah. if you want to be a pro wrestler <laughs> nothing the same no. Right. <laughs> so I did two years of uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. Oh my god, it's amazing! I would come out like a pro wrestler, and I would yell, and I would <laughs> bang on my chest, and people would be like terrified. You know oh my god, I mean? it's amazing! <laughs> and uh, I was also wrestling light for my weight class because right. high school I was a lot skinnier. It was a one seventy one weight class, and yeah. they didn't have anybody at two ten. So at a tournament, they were like, hey, we're going to bump you up, even though you're too light. Uh, they said, it's okay, you could wrestle this guy. And yeah. so the guy was tall. Yeah. He was tall. And he was like lanky and like bent over. Brooding. Like, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So there's a there's a move called a head chariot where you put a guy in a headlock. Yeah. Slide your arm underneath and you flip him over. And so since he was kind of so lanky, I was like, ah, and I just grabbed him and then <laughs> flipped him over. And it, the pin was, I actually had him down in five seconds, but the ref was like, hey, you got to have your shoulders down. And I'm like right. looking at him. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's still incredible though. 13 seconds. That's magnificent. That's honestly like unheard of. Yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's my sports career. Uh, you know, I, I can see you trying out for like AEW still to this day. I could see you fucking doing that. You know what's cool? Uh, my buddy John Hennigan just got signed to AEW. He was huh? John Morrison in the WWE, and we had done a movie together. Yeah. Uh, the Righteous Adventures of uh, the Star Shark Squad. And uh, John just got signed to, That's to so AEW. Sick. He's, he's Johnny TV on AEW. That's. John Hennigan, he's a really cool guy. Funny story about that: John lives the, down the block from me, and he will randomly come to my house at like midnight with his like two dogs, which is insane because I was <laughs> a John Morrison fan as a kid. You know, right, what I mean? so, like, right? John Morrison just randomly shows up at my house sometimes with his dogs. What does he so, say at that time? Like, hey, top of the yeah, morning. he's just like, hey, what, you know what I mean? What's going on? And John makes movies too. Uh, I just did a, a cameo in one of his uh, projects. Awesome. I can't what it is yet, but uh, he's working on it. I don't know if it'll take a back burner now because he just got signed to AEW, but uh, hopefully that'll come out soon too. That's so cool. Yeah, you know what? It seems weird because like a lot of people are getting signed to AEW. Like, have you ever heard of that band Every Time I Die? Yeah. Buffalo? Yeah. Sure. So a Andy, their guitarist, is in AEW. He's, he's uh, you know, the Blade and the Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. He's the. Uh, the butcher get out of here yeah that's that's andy from every time i die like the the rhythm guitarist that's cool i know them from going on tour with guar i i talked to them a little bit on one of the guar tours yeah i was actually gonna ask you got killed by guar on stage was that that tour or was that a different one twice no i uh twice or three times yeah i've i've been killed by guar on stage a few times it's they put me in the meat grinder <laughs> yeah they were like literally picked you up like over your head and just like put you in there that's so cool yeah, yeah, it was fun, you know, being a war fan for a long time. It's awesome to be killed on stage by them. So how did that happen? Uh, well, I've been working with Guar since 2010. You know, the late Dave Brocky was in my first movie, Hack Job. And right. I've just kind of been friends with those guys ever since. So, you yeah. know. And a couple of them were in a more recent one, too. I forgot which which one I had. So, yeah, uh, my my movie I made with John Hitt called Slice, 18 Slice. Whole Terror, the golf slasher film. Yeah. Uh, Beefcake the Mighty, Slymenstra Hyman, and uh, Techno Destructo play the Sheriff's Department. So Hunter Jackson, Daniel Stamp, and uh, Casey Orr are the Sheriff's Department, which is like so crazy. Amazing. <laughs> like, Guar is the police. The ex-cops themselves are the cops. Excuse me. Probably the perfect trio for that, too, honestly. Oh, yeah, it was really fun, you know what I mean? And they kind of did some Three Stooges kind of bits. It, it was great. Is it true that kids used to make fun of you because you had a hairy body and they called you a werewolf? <clears throat> People still make fun of me for being <laughs> hairy. You know what I mean? I got I'm wearing a sweater 24 seven. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, but now I, I make werewolf movies, so it's OK. Like uh, Hollywood werewolf with Andy Dick. 
So are you a werewolf in that too, or is how does that work? I, well, originally I was going to be the werewolf, and yeah. uh, and then I got I got a hold of Andy, and that's kind of <laughs> how that happened. But yeah, it it was my original intention to make a werewolf movie of me being a werewolf because of that. I hear Andy's a very zany dude. Is he is he pretty cool to work with? He is super cool to work with, and he is brilliant. He's yeah. like really smart, really understands comedy, gets the bit, right. doesn't mind making himself the butt of the joke to make the joke work he's like really smart fun to work with you know what i mean we need more of that hollywood werewolf's a real treat and that when's that dropping it's out now walmart is it out? by barnes and noble oh fuck it, yeah i was gonna say i was watching the trailer i'm like is this how yeah i couldn't even tell because i can't even keep up at this point because you drop oh, so yeah. many things it's like yeah, so I currently have 117 film products out right now. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Wait, so do you do Tubi ever? Is there anything on Tubi? So I just signed a new uh, streaming contract. So everything okay. will be on Crackle, Redbox, Perfect. and uh, over 200 cable channels. Hell yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so you're a massive fan of that band Jawbreaker, and you even have a skateboard deck with their logo on it displayed on your wall. When exactly did you fall in love with punk? Oh, I, I've been a punk fan since high school. So as a kid, at 13, I got into metal. I uh, started listening to Fear Factory because I had uh, a camp counselor that was like, oh, you want to get into metal? And then a buddy of mine told me about Guar. His brother was a big Guar fan. Right. So like Guar, and then a lot of old Guar stuff is kind of punk. And so, uh, like, America Must Be Destroyed, it's like a lot of, like, you know, fast power chord kind of stuff. And then I got into punk in high school from, like, the Germs and the Dead Boys and, of course, mm -hmm. the Misfits. And so, you know, I, it's just like a progression. That's cool as hell. I got to see Guar actually at Warp Tour like one of the last warp tours um and we got to go backstage and like hang with them for a little bit they're like kind of always in character even when they're not like on stage they're, they're always like acting crazy when they're in the costume i love that um so are you into hardcore at all yeah i i used to love hate breed i still do i don't oh, fuck yeah 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 when, when i was 13 i went to a, a hate breed concert and I've never seen so much blood in a bathroom in my life. Really? <laughs> they were, you know, they had like a circle pit. They had a cert. I saw them in a ballroom. It was a place called Sports Plus in Long Island, if anybody remembers that on the East Coast. And uh, it was like, you know, like a family kind of kids place. And then they had a ballroom upstairs. And so Hatebreed played there. And they had a, a circle pit from the front of the stage all the way to the back of the entrance, which is huge. I don't know if you've, you know, I mean, huge. And so right. just blood and ripped t-shirts everywhere. That's you amazing. Know? I can't, I can't tell you like what that, it, I can only attest it to like being in Africa, being like swarmed by lions as like, <laughs> oh, but it's like you're getting in the circle or you're fucking getting crushed. Satisfaction is the death of desire. It's probably one of the, the greatest hardcore records of all time. Like okay. really it's fucking classic um what about like suicide file or like kid dynamite lifetime you like any of those bands kid, kid dynamite i like uh you know i like Madball too Madball's I, cool you know and uh this is hell yes uh so rick, rick Jimenez, the guitar player he's in i spill your guts and i think he's in another film that i've done 
So I was such a fan of theirs. And then when I heard that Rick was on Long Island when I was living there at the time, I was like, hey, man, I'm doing this slasher movie. And he plays a doctor who who's getting a blowjob from a nurse. <laughs> the American executioner cuts her head off while he's getting a blowjob. And so oh he's God. holding the severed head. And we do it all in one shot. Like the the. Like that's that's some cinematography I'm really proud of because one take wonder right there. <laughs> we we have we have the actress she's like pretending to blow him in the scene and so the camera tilts up to him. Underneath there's a guy switches out the fake head with the right. wig that she's wearing and then <laughs> holds the head and then comes back with the severed head on the tilt. Oh my god, classic. Yeah, and that's the guitar player from This Is Hell. So. <laughs> I think I think they used to tour with Every Time I Die. I definitely remember that. It had to be that band. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. But you did you did some like sex scene I was watching this morning. I don't remember which movie it was, but where you were like standing up and like fucking some girl. <laughs> oh yeah, bicycle. Bicycle, yeah. <laughs> that was that was funny. Um all right, so did you play any instruments growing up or or can you still play any instruments? I do, yeah. I just released. I don't have it with me. Uh, so I released these movies. James Balsamo knows how to rock, and I play several <laughs> instruments: play bass and guitar, nice. keyboards. And so my newest band, The Wizards of Pleasure, have a music video on oh, my yeah. uh, new release. James Balsamo knows how to rock, too. Do you play any shows? Are you Are you going to play any shows? You think? No. Now I just do like you know straight to straight to streaming kind of stuff so okay i used to play out live all the time i played the cbgb's really mushroom head and white lion but now amazing i don't play out anymore that's cool though um so when did you decide to make the move to california to pursue filmmaking and what year did you move here so i was actually making movies in new york uh came out into california about seven years ago i came out with my brother he's a reporter for the associated press and so he got, oh, cool. you know, uh, promoted to cover something in California. And since I was already making movies in New York and I had always wanted to live in California, I said, I'd go with you. So he was here for about a year and then he mm-hmm. got promoted to cover the White House. And he wow. said, I moved to Washington. And he said, are you going to go with me? You're going to stay. And I, I stayed and he went to Washington wow. for seven years. So he, Is he still out there? He is. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Does he enjoy it there? He loves it. He loves so it. cool. Yeah. It's got to be a good job. Oh, yeah. He's crushing it, too. You know what I mean? He does some big stories and gets some big awards. It's amazing. I'm very That's proud. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Congrats to James' brother. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, Mike, so next Mike, time, read a, a news article from the Associated Press. Look for his look name. For That's sick. Does he still come out here ever to, like, visit? Yeah, once in a while. If I have a premiere at the Chinese Theater, he'll come out. That's so sick. So do you do you still enjoy living out here? Do you see yourself leaving anytime soon, or you gonna stay? I do. I love it. You know what I mean. Um, that's kind of where I always wanted to be, Hollywood. You know? Right. <laughs> so, especially with how you're doing it too, how you just like pull people and you, you get them to come in, like on a, like a spur notice kind of thing. I feel like this is the place to do that. It's like, you know, there's so many people available to to get for a film. You know. So many people, it's crazy. You can't walk down the street without bumping into a celebrity. And then I grab him and put him in a movie. Now, getting like Roy Frumkis, uh, who like wrote like Street Trash, was that because you lived in New York? Does he still live out there? Uh, yeah, I believe he's in New York still. Uh, Roy is amazing. And Love that guy. Um, I was like 
shocked when I got him to, to come and play a role. You know what I mean? I put him on I put him on the Long Island Railroad from Manhattan to come out to be in bite school and play this teacher in the movie. It was really great. And Roy's That's awesome. You know, Roy's a really great guy. Isn't he still a professor himself? He is. Yep. Yeah. He sure is. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, he came he came to Buffalo Dreams Film Festival, I wanna say like, I don't know, more than five or six years ago. But for like a screening of Street Trash and Greg Lamberson, who directed Slime City, did like the panel. That's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, he, he was nice. You know, you know, what's cool is that um, when I worked with Roy, Mr. Softy wasn't like available anywhere. And so he had showed me Mr. Softy like in its entirety, which, you know, is stars James Lorenz. I don't know if you're familiar with it. James Lorenz has an ice cream for a head. Uh huh. You know the ice cream truck, Mr. Softy? Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roy did a short film as like a spec to like make a feature with James Lorenz as actual Mr. Softy. Holy fuck. Like his, you could find it online now, but it was really cool because I had saw it before he like released it to the world. So he was like, yeah, I have made this thing, uh, Mr. Softy. And so... You know, it's funny when you, you know, you get to see something and then it's great before it ever comes out. You know what I mean? And so I was, I was honored Roy showed me before he brought it to the world. I, I typed it in on YouTube. I'm not finding it. Is it on like something else? I Roy? think, they, I think, uh, yeah, you, you, you can find it. Uh, I'll find you might it. have to do a little deep dive. Some, some websites did a, did an article and then they had the link. I don't know if it's been pulled, <laughs> but, uh right it's but it's just a black and white short film so, but james lorenz has a melting ice cream head so it's pretty fun so what's the movie you watched that ultimately got you into horror or into wanting to become a filmmaker for me halloween is definitely one of the main flicks that inspired me to take this career path but that's just because it was like a low low budget indie movie that seemed possible to create so so how about you well i love halloween and it was cool i just did a signing in sacramento uh, two weeks ago and Nick Castle was signing across for me and Nick Castle's in my movie Slice that I made with John Hitt so it's That's very so sick. You know, very cool very full circle um, for me it was Demon Knight you know I, yes. I saw the movie as a kid and that was like that was the one that really I was like okay that's what I want to do when Billy Zane punches his fist through that cop's head and then like rips the cop's head off I was like yeah I'm in. This is it. And what was really cool is I got to produce Dick Miller's last movie, Evan McGar's Hanukkah. You oh, know what I mean? Cool. And so I'm the last person. I was also the director of photography on that. So oh, I'm the shit. last person ever to film Dick Miller. Really? Dude, he's such a legend. He had so many cool like like parts and just so many legendary horror movies. I know. I heard he's just like the coolest person to work with, too. He was amazing. And you know, at 90 something, he refused to sit down. Right. He just stood the entire time we were filming and everybody was like, Hey, Dick, don't you want to sit down? And he was just like, Nope. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, he, you know, he, he liked to work and he came out of retirement to do that movie. Evan got to really? come out of retirement and that wow. was the next film. That's so cool. That's yeah. got to make you feel pretty good. I mean, shit, oh, yeah. He's a legend. Dick was somebody that I'd wanted to work with for a long time. You know what I mean? And I had tried myself to get him and he was like, no, but Evan got him. And you know, it was cool. Like I got to shoot him. So 
People like him need like full documentaries on their life because I'd be so interested. He to does see. actually. He, does he actually? He has a documentary. Okay. Uh, they were promoting it when we filmed with him. It's it's called like I I don't know. You're gonna have to look it up. It's like the guy yeah. you've heard of or the guy you've seen a thousand times, but you don't know his name. It's something in that vein. Really? I mean, I feel like fuck. Like if you're a fan of this shit, you should know his name. I feel like every time I met like Newbev or something, he like pops up on screen. People are just like Dick Miller. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. I love his like little role in Chopping Mall too, where he's like the the janitor. janitor. Fucking yeah. classic. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so what's your process of getting actors to appear in your films for people that don't know? I know you've been you've been known to offer parts on the spot to anyone and everyone that you want in your movies. And a good majority of the time they say yes. So what, what do you do? Like, what's your process? Uh, I usually kidnap a loved one and hold them hostage. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, after making movies for 18 years, I've worked with so many other celebrities. I kind of just show them instantly. Hey, I worked with uh, the guitar player, Robbie Krieger from The Doors. Yeah. Uh, and he was in my last movie. Would you like to be in this movie? And they go, Oh, wow, the guitar player from The Doors? <laughs> I guess you're credible, James Balsamo. I, guess <laughs> I will do a cameo for you right now on the spot. No way. Worked with the guitar player from The Doors. That's fucking insane, dude. Or I go, Hey, Weird Al came to my house to film a movie. Would you like to come to my house and film a movie? And they go, oh, wow. Weird Al came to your house to film a movie? I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. I will also come to your house to film a movie. Didn't you go to? We were at the Dickies concert a couple couple months ago, and I ran into you, and you were and you were like, "I'm gonna go ask the guy from the Dickies afterwards," and you did, and he said yes. Yeah. How did that work? What did you say to him? Same thing. (laughs) No, actually, (laughs) what was cool is that Greg Henson, guitar player from Circle Jerks, (laughs) just done a cameo for me last week. Oh right, yeah. At that Dickie show, Greg Henson comes in (laughs) and plays a song with the Dickies. Yeah. So I go, hey, I'm doing a movie. <laughs> it's Greg Hetson who just played with you five minutes ago. Would you like to do a cameo in a movie that Greg Hetson, who you know and are currently playing with, is also in? And he's like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he didn't he film it that night too? <laughs> I filmed it right there. I love it. It's fucking hilarious, dude. I love you. Oh man, it's fucking awesome. Actually, you know what? They just got added to Punk in the Park, that, that festival oh, cool. in November. So Dickies are now playing that. It's pretty cool. I love Dickies, man. I've been a fan since Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Right, which I'm fucking still a little bummed and bittersweet that it, they didn't play that. I was shocked, actually. I, I've seen them uh, once or twice before, and they played it both times. Okay. So I was really shocked that they didn't play it. I wasn't shocked because I always check their set list, like whenever they they do play uh-huh. here, and and I have never seen them. I've always I've always just had something come up where I just would miss them. But I, I've noticed quite a bit that they don't they don't play it. But it's yeah. like kind of like a weird mix. It's just like you have to catch them at the right time. And I think that's like a like a marketing strategy or something, just so they get people to come out more. Yeah. It's got to be right. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. They should always play it though. That's such a classic. Oh yeah, classic. Um, 
I love Manny Mo and Jack too. Do you, do you have a favorite? Uh, she's a hunchback. Yeah. Didn't did they play that that night? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Shit. Um. All right. So let's see here. What are some people that have said no, and what are some that you were close to getting but weren't able to snag for parts? Oh man, there's a lot. Like I said, just in the beginning, Andrew Divoff. He yeah. said yes. And we were just about to film it. We were at a show on Saturday. He said yes. So Sunday morning, we were going to film it. And I come up to him and he goes, oh, you didn't get my email? Uh, my agent said, it's probably best if I don't do this because of the strike. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I have a dozen, like, almost we're going to do it. The late, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Life with Louie uh louis anderson oh yeah louis anderson yeah. louis anderson he was gonna be the devil and cool as hell and right. then he ended up getting a tv show on fox and so he didn't do it and that led to him doing baskets and then right. he got like a an emmy or something like that so if he would have done cool yeah. as hell he never would have got his emmy. that's <laughs> you know that I mean? would have been fucking hilarious but that's great i know right it's like <laughs> well he didn't get an emmy but he's the devil and cool as hell so definitely yeah. don't don't accept defeat on Andrew Divoff because I feel like he will definitely do it. Oh yeah, and he's LA local and you know what I mean? He said he was interested and so you know when I, when I saw him, I saw him like a, probably about a year ago. It might have been like last summer, I don't remember, but they did they did a Wishmaster screening with the the one guy for that does like Friday night frights. And uh -huh. he mentioned that night that they're trying to work on a, a Wishmaster five. Oh, cool. Which would be sick. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that'd be cool. I actually have him right above my head right now. It's like right. Oh, nice. Just eight by ten. <laughs> um, but hell yeah. He's just up there. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, Clint Howard, you know, he's another one I'm working on closing now. Like I said, he was going to be He'll in do it, yeah. Once Blood too, and then uh, just the timing didn't work out. I feel like keep getting bands, too. I feel like the bands are a smart get. You know, because oh, a lot of a lot of them know actors too. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you you know who you should get, and I bet you were a fan of this band. You know, H two O. Yeah. Fucking get Toby, dude. Okay, is he a local? Dude, he is an LA local. He definitely would probably do it. Um, he's literally sponsored by fucking Liquid Death, which is a huge, oh. huge thing, and uh, he's like best friends with Josh Brolin from the Goonies. Oh, cool. <laughs> So he know and he knows Juliet Lewis. He knows Michael Rappaport. He's got the connects. Oh yeah, he'd be awesome. And then, so aside from getting so many actors to cameo in your films, you've also managed to get the rights to a lot of cool music. Like in Catch of the Day, you have MXPX and Less Than Jake appear in the soundtrack. What's the process of getting those guys to come on board? Not only are they on the soundtrack, they're also in the movie. So Mike right. Herrera punches me in the stomach. Oh no, different movie. Mike Herrera punches me in the stomach in uh, Bite School. Yeah. And uh, less than Jake, I think they are in Catch the Day. So that's crazy. But, yeah, uh, you know, I reach out to them. I send them a message or something like that. I say, hey, I'm an indie guy making a movie. I've done a whole bunch of other movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, here I am with a whole bunch of other celebrities, like Frank Mullen from Suffocation uh, is in a whole bunch of my movies. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know it. Since I started, I got. I got celebrities. That was something that I always thought was appealing. Right. You know what I mean? And I like the quick cameos. 
there's a Rodney Dangerfield movie that's like that. I forget. And it, it's a silly one. It's like, it's not Ladybugs. Uh, maybe it's Uncle Wally or something like that. There right. are so many celebrity cameos in that movie. And they're just a blip. And you're just like, oh, my God, Gilbert Goffrey. Oh, my God. This is all the <laughs> oh, my God, Adam Sandler. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I love that. I, I think that's appealing. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people say to me, hey, James, why don't you get these celebrities to star or like be in it longer? And right. I, because that's not what I find appealing. You know what right. I mean? Right. I make movies so I can star in it. And then I sprinkle on, oh my God, that guy's funny <laughs> for a second. Right. It's the you appeal of I mean? it. It's definitely yeah. the appeal of it. It makes it hilarious. Yeah, wow. I mean, Robot Robot Dracula right now, my newest movie, has like... Devin Sawa. Oh, I, there's like 40 celebrities <laughs> in it right now, where it's just like... And they're huge. Uh, right. I see back there, you've got uh, Phantasm. Don Coscarelli's in it. It's yep. like only on-screen appearance. I had to like beg him to do it, and love he did it. it. I, love I was it. like, come on! I'm like, Tom Holland's in it, not Spider-Man, director of Child's Play, which you also have. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> up there you know john landis is in it you know uh so there's so many people in there you know what i mean and russell simmons is in the movie that was crazy i went to get uh fat mike from no effects he was like doing a show yeah i bumped into russell simmons on the street my my girlfriend was like hey there's russell simmons do you want to ask him to do it and i was like yeah okay so russell said yes but then Mike said no. Mike, <laughs> Mike from NoFX was, you know, he did not want to do it. But I have yeah. I have one small connect with with Mike uh, from NoFX actually. Oh really? So I, I met. Do you know who Nubs is? Remember the song Nubs? Or she she's yeah. got Nubs or whatever. Yeah, I like randomly like bartended at like a friend's party or like this like wedding thing or something, and she was just randomly there. And like I got talking with her, and I, I still kind of keep in touch with her. Like every once in a while, I hit her up, but. She's like cool. best friends with him. So yeah. I could, I could, if you ever need me to just like, be like, Hey, like okay. ask him again. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. We got to go to the fucking punk rock museum, dude. Yeah. That's in Vegas. Let's go. I want to go so bad. I think we were talking about this at the Montepuza. I want to go. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. And then we'll shoot something at Tom Devlin's monster museum. Yeah. I literally, every single time I go to Vegas, I go there. I go see Jeff, yeah. Chang, Jeff Chang. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's in my movie from Dusk Till Bong. He plays. Is he really? Yep. Oh, I love him. He's so cool. So you uh you also shoot guerrilla style quite a bit too. And like, have you ever had any issues rolling up and shooting certain locations without permits? When I was filming Cool as Hell, I think that was the only time I had gotten stopped by the cops. And they just kind of busted our balls. But I know the law, you know what I mean? If you don't have a tripod. And, you know what I mean? If you're on public property, they can't. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where it was like, are you detaining us? Like, what's, you know what I mean? Right. So it was just like, okay, so we're free to go. And they were like, uh, we, we want to bust your balls a little bit more. But right. that was it, you know what I mean? And I was like 20. Were, were they being serious or were they kind of being silly? 50-50. Uh, well, we had a girl that was like running it was, a, I was doing a POV where I was the demon as the camera. And so this girl was like running around in a parking lot, like screaming bloody murder. And so of course somebody called the cops and uh, you know, on Long Island, there's not a lot of thankfully crazy crime. So they came out pretty right. quick. Wait, you know, so unlike, then, 
LA, if somebody gets murdered, they don't come out for like four hours. So I didn't know about the tripod thing, but I actually, I was shooting a music video with fucking Vokills and uh, Dag from Rob Zombie's Halloween. And we yeah. were on the Mission Beach in San Diego, like boardwalk filming a music video, but I didn't have a tripod and we got kicked off the boardwalk. So is that legal or not? That they it, did that? You no, know, it depends. If it's private property, they can, you know, they can do whatever they want. They can bust your balls and, you know, yeah. it, you know, it, it all, it all is de- dependent on who's there. And I mean, Larry Cohen is famous for being, you know, guerrilla filmmaker and like oh, yeah. so many great shots and like hell up in Harlem and, you know, all those amazing Fred Williamson movies. So Cue the winged serpent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know okay. what I mean? You, you, you never know. You never know. So do it with caution or get a permit if you've got the budget. But, right. uh, you know, either way, make your movie. Right. Make your fucking movie. And if they kick you out there, go somewhere else. Don't let that deter you. you right. Know? I mean, can they even like if you just leave, like, can they even try to give you a ticket? Like, how does that work? No, I mean, uh, I don't want to give any law advice, but just fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> just just be fast. <laughs> Have a getaway car. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so what what cameras do you typically use? I've noticed you'll even use an iPhone at times to just get like a quick shot. But is that like something you're you're using more regularly now? Now that the cameras are so much nicer. You know what? I shot a movie on 8K, and yeah. I had to compress the hell out of it, and it really put a bad taste in my mouth about shooting on expensive equipment when the average viewer doesn't care right and i really want to shoot something on film so i've been working to shoot something on 35 please for me personally i want that but in the sense of making a movie and making it fun and fast yeah i shoot celebrity cameos on my iphone all the time and it's 4k and it it mixes with you know uh sony fs3s and you know what i mean Right. can't even tell the difference which is amazing and sad at the same time you know what i mean you spend right. five grand on a camera and then the iphone does the same thing or very similar quality you know what i mean with very right. little color correction or a plug-in it, it really to the average eye doesn't make a difference so i mean like i said i shot a once blood on 8k and i got like one of the best cameras at the time it was like a a 8k red dragon or something like that right uh you know it looks nice but i had to compress it so like you don't really see how actually nice it looks on dvd right what about like sound do you just like edit your sound or there do you use like a like a professional mic like how do you do that it depends i usually hire a a sound recordist that has their own equipment and stuff like that and then that's cool they just pop out the little SD card and I drag and drop transfer. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. That's something I, I used to do a lot of, you know what I mean? I used to shoot right. DSLR stuff myself in my early work. And now I, I just hire people and they just give me the files. That's so. cool. That's fun to work with people though. Like that, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's, what's been the most rewarding aspect of filming filmmaking for you? For me, having fun. I mean, you know what I mean? Just getting to play pretend professionally. I think a lot of filmmakers forget that it's escapism. You know what I mean? And you're creating uh, a 
visual dream for other people to enjoy you know what i mean so i enjoy creating the dream and then like making the slime and covering people in slime like i had uh the director of friday the 13th part six at my house like tommy three. yep tommy mclaughlin uh, love it you know uh, we had like a slimy zombie and we you know covered somebody in blood in front of tommy and like the man made you know one of the greatest friday the 13th movies there is and easily in my backyard in my house playing pretend with me He's you so know cool. I, you I know what i mean so you know for me that's the best part like working with people that i admired as a kid and right. you know even as an adult i work with people where i find new bands and like uh the singer in necrogoblicon was in uh what nice yeah oh man what's that one song i love that one song uh fuck it's survive or whatever mm -hmm. what's that song fuck, that's gonna bother me i don't know i'll have to think about it that that one song by them i fucking love on the brown album with the music video so sick. yeah they're great and you know what i mean they were they were fun to work with and like i said i, I didn't grow up with necrogoblicon but when i heard them i was like oh i want to work with those guys so like playing pretend with people that i find interesting is the best part oh no one survives that's that's all. <laughs> um but yeah tommy's fucking sick they're actually they're showing uh friday six at cinematic void next month and he just sent me a message about it which is crazy like tommy's like right hey, <laughs> well i messaged him i messaged him like a week ago right and i was like are you going to this and he's like i didn't even know this was happening <laughs> and then he like and then he posted about it because it, it was like i he was like how much are he was like how much are tickets i'll go if it's not too expensive and I was like, it's like 13 bucks. And then he made like a whole post about how it's like, you know, Friday 13th and it's $13. Yeah. And then all these articles started coming out saying, you know, that they're showing his movie. It's like fucking hilarious. It's yeah. so funny how quick that happens. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I think he's going to go to that. Um, shout out to the Sloths, by the way. I love his band, the Sloths. Oh, yeah, Sloths are amazing. And I love his like, his mime thing that he does when he dresses as Michael Myers, shows up to the cons and stuff, and does that. So crazy. So, uh, do you hey, enjoy? You know, he's the bear in the prophecy, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about that. Yeah, uh, the arrow. He's it's him in there. I love that movie. Did you know he was the first episode of this podcast? Really? Oh, the cool. absolute first one. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of want to get him back on because, like, when you whenever you start a podcast, it's like always not the best when it first starts. So the sound quality was just ass, like just terrible. But. I would love to have him back let's see here um do you enjoy giving a lot of fresh-faced actors a chance to be in the spotlight and work alongside their heroes in your films i do you know i i like seeing joy you know what i mean not only do i enjoy my own joy i right. love when people are excited about you know the project and the thrill right. filmmaking you know what i mean i i think that's exciting you know what i mean and then especially having a cast and crew that is as excited and not yeah. LA jaded where, you know what I mean? People are like, totally, totally. Oh, this is terrible. I'm holding a boom and I just want to scroll on my cell phone when they're like, oh my God, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so much look at that guy. He's covered in monster slime. Like that, that's what I love. You know what I mean? When the cast and yes, crew. Yes. You know, I like to have a fun set. And if you talk to anybody that works with me, they'll, they'll tell you it's, it's usually a fun set. I put the fun in funeral. Yeah, you got to share the smiles. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
But dude, I, thank you so much for having me over. I, I came over. I'm not even sure what the movie was called, but it was with Robert Mukes. Um, what's the new one called? It was that Robot Dracula. That's Robot Dracula. Okay, it was Robot Dracula. Yeah, um, that was so much fun, and I haven't done something like that in years. Like that, that felt like a Buffalo set that I like grew up going to, where everybody's just fucking having a blast. You know, you know it's low budget, but who cares? Like everyone's just there to hang out and just have fun and nobody had a big head about anything robert came in was cracking jokes and just everybody's having a great time so that, that was fun we all got to play little vampire roles <laughs> yeah thanks for coming down it was good yeah, it was sweet those little like fangs were a little hard to get to get off or to, to put on not to get off to put on they wouldn't stick they were like falling out i don't even know if i told you that we were like in between takes and like my one fang kept coming off and you, you would be like action and i'd be like behind somebody trying to fucking fix it <laughs> it was scary um so let's see here how many films are you at now have you have you how many have you made how many movies you said 121 uh it's at yeah it's it's probably pretty close to that now i just finished a movie two days ago mark and clark world adventurers with eric roberts joe estevez oh, yeah. A movie with Craig Muckler from Microwave Massacre and Bob Amazing. And uh, Eliza Roberts is also in that. And the <laughs> Reskin. So Amazing. That'll be how, out next month. How many times have you had Eric now? At least five times, right? Yeah, probably more than that. He's That's crazy. But sometimes we we shoot like two at the same time. So right. we'll come over and then you know we'll do two two or three movies at the same time. That's so sweet. So what's the biggest budget you've worked with? Uh, it's probably got to be Robot Dracula right now. Uh, cool. So yeah, that, that, one's, that one's getting expensive. So. Nice. Um, I love the theme song for 14 Ghosts that you can hear in the trailer. Our buddy Bo Kills also apparently has music in that one and an appearance. Is that coming yes. out soon? That is coming out very soon. Should be coming out at the end of the summer. And uh, the Chinese, the antibodies did the theme song for that. Antibodies, yeah, that's a fucking great song. Super punk. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. They did the theme song for Hollywood Werewolf, also, and they're doing the song for Robot Dracula. So those guys are great. Yes, that's awesome. Is that one going to show at the Chinese? You think? Robot Dracula? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to work it out now. So. Well, fourteen ghosts. I meant is that. Fourteen ghosts won't. Fourteen ghosts probably going to go straight to DVD. Okay. For sure. Um, is all that stop motion you created with uh, like the puppets, was that all stop motion? Yeah. So I work with this guy, the lone animator, Richard Svensson, who's brilliant. And uh, I've been working with Richard for years and he does incredible stop animation, Ray Harryhausen-esque work. Mm -hmm. so. Do you have any cool Dave Brocky stories from working with him? Yeah. Uh, Dave Brocky, man. It was so long ago. He was, oh man, I'm trying to think of the most PC one that I could tell. <laughs> uh, so Dave said he liked to eat weird things. So when he first showed up to set, there was like a, we were filming in this club called uh, like Lulu's Pub or something in Long Island. And there was like a weird bodega and dave just went in there and he was like yeah give me the weirdest looking thing and something that i would never eat like i i'm not like snooty with food but i have a weak stomach so it definitely looked like it was 
still alive. And Dave was like, oh, yeah, give me give me two of those. And he was like, I like to eat the weirdest looking stuff wherever I go. I fucking love that. Yeah. He seemed like and, the coolest guy. Uh, Dave was so cool. And so we were filming and I go, spin me a yarn, Dave, uh, while we were waiting for the setup. And he said they were playing in Sweden uh, or somewhere like that, Sweden or Denmark. And these fans came out that thought they liked gross stuff. So they had like buckets of like dog vomit and like shit and like all weird gross stuff in the audience. Yeah. And started throwing it at Dave. Oh my God. They thought that Squar would like gross stuff. <laughs> and like they were playing and then they started like barfing everywhere because it was like real dog vomit and uh, like and like all this horrible stuff we do it for you we're your biggest fans yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah you're welcome it's you for know? you <laughs> how'd you enjoy getting to work with lloyd kaufman uh i love lloyd uh it's really cool he just retweeted the 14 ghost trailer like two or three weeks ago so it's great that we still have a relationship after all these years um what's he like getting to direct i mean that's got to be weird to be on the other side of that you know what's funny is that he gets it i mean he's a director like i love directing directors because they get it they know what yeah. you, need. you know what i mean they just yeah. you tell them the concept of the shot and they get it like in my first movie with lloyd kaufman hack job he played a rabbi that eats right. babies and he like frisbees a yarmulke at me you know what i mean and <laughs> You know, I just remember uh, Lloyd kind of like helping the DP, which wasn't a DP. He was uh, a guy that worked in my agent's office. And I was like, hey, I need a camera guy because I'm in the scene. Do you want to film this scene? And so he never shot anything before. He was like, he was, uh, you know, he like answered telephones in my agent's office. Right. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to work on like a trauma movie? Not an actual trauma feature film. I played Toxie in like seven DVD intros. That's cool. Damn. So anytime you see furry, uh, forearmed Italian Toxie, you know it's me. That's amazing. I thought for sure because you're from Queens, I, I would have thought that like you would have just gone in to be even background at some point. You know. The timing never worked out. So I started interning for Troma right after they finished Poultry Geist. Like, oh. like a month after. They were like, yeah. just missed our latest feature film. Fuck. And that, yeah. that was shot in Buffalo, too. Yeah, I like just missed it by like the skin Man. of my teeth. So. You know, well, you know, you know John Carius, right? Yeah, he's in a few of my movies. Yeah, I was going to say, he definitely has worked with you. I was going to say, you should get him again. Um. He's still local here. Yeah, I love him and Poultry Guys like as like the the grave robber or whatever you call it. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Pull the whitey tidies out of his mouth. Oh, Arby, I want to yeah. fuck your fanny. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I got to work on Return to Newcom High with Lloyd for a couple of weeks. We just were like students and like background or whatever. That was like back in 2012. Um, have you ever gotten to see him get pissed? Like I've seen him fucking fuming, and it's hilarious. I I worked at Troma for about a year, so okay. I gamut. <laughs> he's, he's amazing when he's mad. <laughs> he 
I just remember there was one time where he was just like, why did I hire you? <laughs> it was amazing. Um, has anyone been hard to work with? Has anybody like been difficult on your, on your films? No. Thankfully, you know what I mean? Not good. That's cool. Um, so I spill your guts and cool as hell are some fan favorites. What are some other titles that have become more popular over the last couple of years? So I do this series now called mind melters and I'm up to mind melters 14 right now. Hell yeah. And, uh, it's one of my top sellers. They're a collection of like short films and music videos and celebrity promos. And, uh, for some reason that's, that's one that people love, you know what I mean? It's uh quick easy content they're fun to make and uh people love them so mind melters 15 is what i'm working on now hell yeah what's the the best compliment you've ever received from somebody you admire uh i don't know if it's compliment but john landis bedded me to somebody and then told me about it so the last time i uh with john landis he goes hey james I just wanted to let you know, somebody came up to me and said, hey, are you really in this guy, James Balsamo's movie? And John Landis goes, yeah, I'm in I'm in James Balsamo's movie. To oh me, he told me that story. Like, that, wow. that, like, John Landis betting me is, like, the best. I love that. That's amazing. It's insane. Like, not only does John Landis know who I am, he also sends me postcards Oh John Landis and I are, are pen pals, so he sent me a few postcards when he was in my first uh, film we did together, Alien Danger 2. That's and he amazing. He got the movie, and then he let me know that he liked the movie. So, That's so cool. And he's, is he still out here too, or is he in a different place? He is, place? yeah. He, he's local. That's so cool. Man. So he just called, did he call you up to tell you that, or was that just in writing? No, it was in person. We, in while person. We were yeah. Fuck, wow. That's insane. What is your advice for people that want to make horror movies? Just do it. Just get out there. Don't let money hold you back. Just just get your idea on camera. You know what I mean? And right. uh, bring the 180 rule. That's the only thing that, uh, you know, I'll say you really need to focus on. Just don't break that 180 access. If you don't know what that is, Google it. And then, bam, you're a filmmaker. You're making yeah, movies. you're making movies. Hell yeah. Um what about aspiring actors? Like what advice would you give to somebody that moves to LA and hopes to have a career in film and TV? You know what? I, if you want it, go out there and get it. Start sending people messages. Yeah. I can't tell you how many messages from people I get. Hey, I, I really want to be in one of your movies. And more often than not, when I need somebody, I will use that person, that yeah. complete stranger or, you know what I mean? Even if they don't have any uh credentials uh, like, yeah exactly any credentials a real or a resume if i need a body and i'm on a time crunch i'm like oh who can i reach out to oh i know this person said they dreamed of being an actor they sent me like a heartfelt genuine message I uh, hey do you want to be in this thing and you know what's crazy i can't tell you how many people i reach out to like that that reached out to me and they go no nah, I, I can't do it that day Wow. What the hell's wrong with you? Right. You me this is your dream. That's fucking crazy. I'm giving you an opportunity, and then you say no? Right. Okay, well, goodbye forever. Right. 
Either I think I'm... you. I think you asked me one time, and I actually couldn't, and I felt so bad about it because I really wanted to. And then this time, I was like totally not doing anything, and you were like, "Yeah, the House of Thousand Corpses actor is going to be there." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go." I had nothing going on. You never say no to those things, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know. Always say yes. People say that all the time. You know what I mean? If you if you can do it, and like you're really not doing anything else, and that's your right. dream. You know, yeah, you're just like wasting a, a solid opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah. What people, what about what about people that are SAG? That that's another thing. Cause I'm I'm the Screen Actors Guild, but I'm trying to like figure out how that works exactly. Like if you want to do like lower budget non-union stuff, like I know like a lot of actors just don't care and they'll just do it anyway. Yeah, a lot of actors don't care. And then, you know, I, I do like a lot of SAG stuff for my actors that are SAG actors and care. So, you know. When SAG merged with uh, Taft, partly, it really became a lot easier to, like, get the paperwork from SAG. Like, just go to their website. It's, like, a few clicks of a button. Okay. You know, so. And then you're just fine. And then there's nothing yeah. to worry about. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Tell the story about John C. Riley buying you French fries. Oh, okay. This is a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John C. Riley amazing actor incredible uh somebody gave me a tip that he was at this restaurant and i was on my way to film with rikishi from the wwe he was already That's at right. the studio and yeah. so uh we flipped a hard you to try to get him and so he's sitting in a booth we get a table right next to him and so we don't look like weirdos we order some french fries right so I go up and I pay for John C. Riley's bill, and then I, you know, go over to him and I just want to say, hey, I just, you know, I want to let you know I, I got your bill and I want to introduce myself. And he goes, man, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And he reaches for his wallet. And, you know, my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, just, you know, take it as a compliment. That's okay. And he's like, no, I, I really wish you wouldn't have done that. And then I was like, oh, I just wanted to introduce myself. And he just kept saying, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. And then he goes to the counter and tries to get it uh, reversed. He goes, this guy paid for my bill. Can you, like, put it back on his credit card? And they were like, what? No. no. Yeah. It's, already, <laughs> it's already done. And so he's like, okay, what did he get? And I got French fries. So he pays for my French fries. And then I go over to talk to him. And I go, hey, I just want to introduce you, introduce myself. Greg Muckler, who I made Mark and Clark World Adventures with, said John C. Riley sent him an email and said Microwave Massacre inspired him to, to act the way that he does. And he takes a lot of mannerisms from that film and he really loves wow. that movie. So I tell him, oh, I'm friends with Craig Muckler. He told me you sent him and he goes, nope, never heard of him. Really? Just like that. So I wow. go, oh. Okay, so then he goes, I paid for your french fries, and then slaps me on the shoulder and goes, see you later, and then walks out the door. Damn. So That's, That sucks. You know, he, was, he wasn't rude, just very curt, did not want to give me the time of day, yeah. but John C. Riley bought me french fries. Yeah, I know, it's fucking sick. Where, where was this again? Which place? Uh, this was at Arts. Okay. Hell yeah. Um... Let's see. What are what are some other funny stories of you finding celebs out in the open? Like who have you run into out here? Just... Uh, man, I there's so many. Yeah. So many. Uh, let me think of a good one that's not 
crazy. Because uh, I'm always like, right. hey. <laughs> right. Well, don't don't count any that are like at conventions or screenings. Like, just go like, what's like some random ass place you were at and you were like, oh, look who it is. I was in Silver Lake and I bumped into Steve Little from Eastbound and Down. Okay. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm doing a movie uh, with Weird Al. Do you want to be in it? And he was like, okay, what do I have to do? And I was like, you just have to punch me in the stomach in a scene. And I'm like, you just like pretend. So he's like, okay. So we go to film it and Steve Little just like punches me in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, that's so funny. Like actually just like, <laughs> I'm all, oh, dang. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I ran into fucking Danzig once. Back in 2015, when I like first moved out here and I was going to Santa Monica College, I went to one of those 99 cent stores out there on Pico. Mm. And I literally was going to grab like a fucking blue kitchen rag. And I like see this like dark figure walk in front of me. And me and him literally just locked eyes and he looked so fucking pissed. And I'm like, that, that was Glenn Danzig from the Misfits. Like, what the fuck? And he had like some guy with him who must have been his just like security or whatever. Um, but yeah, he was like buying cat food or something. It was so it was so bizarre. But he, he looked pissed. And that was back at the time where like had I gone up to him, I couldn't have even mentioned the misfits because he probably would have just punched me. Cause, <laughs> you know, that was when he didn't want to talk about it. So I didn't even say anything. I was like, screw that. But I, I ran into Matt Skiba once when he was buying a pizza from Alkaline Trio. Um Trying to think who else. Oh, a kid from Stuart Little. One of the the one actor from Black Phone was in my line at Universal a couple months back. Which is pretty cool. But yeah, just like so many random ones. Yeah, you you can't walk anywhere in LA without throwing a stone. Uh, I just saw what's his name from Step Brothers. Speaking of John Z. Riley, who's the uh, the brother Adam? What's his name? Oh yeah, yeah, Adam Rifkin. No, Adam fucking not not Rifkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um adam but yeah i'm looking it up <laughs> let's see step brothers it is adam scott yeah i just I saw say scott. i just saw adam scott yesterday you know what i mean what where was that at uh at the trader joe's down the block from my house what the hell yeah yeah you saying anything to him <clears throat> I didn't, you know what I mean? He was wearing like a Mouseketeer sweatshirt. He looked like a 1950s Mouseketeer. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, some people I, I'm, when I'm interested in their work, I think he's a great actor. I just, yeah. He's like, what, what are you going to talk about? I feel that. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, Let's see. So you have a pretty impressive collection of props, some screen used, and just a huge amount of horror artifacts. What's the coolest or rarest item that you own? I own a ghoulie from Ghoulies Go to College. That's yeah. probably my favorite uh, that I have right now in my collection. I have the cat ghoulie. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And you had you had a, a demon wind thing too. What was the demon wind thing? You know, I have a piece of the glove, one of the okay. monster cat gloves. But uh, Jeff Farley, who's worked on the Blob, also worked on Demon Wind. So I'm gonna try to get him to do some kind of demon-esque wind stuff for me. Oh please, please! Um, most legendary autograph in your collection. 
could be somebody living or dead. Probably Dick Miller. Dick Miller, okay. I got a couple actually. I got I got Kurt Russell last summer to sign my thing Blu-ray, which is fucking insane to yeah. even think about. And then I I think one of the rarest ones that I actually have in my my collection is Pamela Springsteen signed my Sleepaway Camp too. And she is like known to hate those movies, like won't even talk about them. She was she was supposed to get interviewed for Scream Factory for the Blu-rays and she was like, "Nah." Wow. <laughs> and I just I saw I saw she was going to be at an event and I fucking rolled up like a creep and uh had her sign my my Sleepaway Camp Camp too. She did. I was I was shocked. But yeah, I feel like I'm probably one of the only people who've had that one. I'm sure you do. You're probably one of the only ones. That's fucking crazy. Um, let's see. What's your biggest regret? Nothing. No regrets. Live, live your life. Go on living it. You know. Oh shit. yeah. Exactly. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. Move on with your bad self. I love that. What are you most proud of? Uh, probably my sense of humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably, you know, taking it all in stride and, you know, laugh about it. Who cares? You Who know gives I mean? a shit? We're all fucking worm food sooner or later. Live it up while you can. Yeah, we're all going to be fucking rotten in the ground at one point. Exactly. What are your current and future goals as a creator? Make as many movies as I possibly can. Hell yeah. Love it. All right, now we've made it to the speed round. I ask a bunch of bullshit questions and you give me your best answer. All right, here we go. What's What's your favorite trauma movie? Acting out, because I'm in it. I'm okay, in it. Yeah. And it's got lots of boobs in it. Hell yeah. What's a scene in a horror movie that actually grossed you out? Uh probably Dead Alive with the pudding with that they're eating that pudding. <laughs> yes. Disgusting. I, I love that movie so much and I still get a little like, why? That pudding is just so yellow i don't know there's something about it when that ear falls in it and uh, the blood yeah it's disgusting oh, yeah. blood with the pudding i know uh, that's it that's the scene why can't we just get peter jackson to do like another one of those of just like some kind of horror thing you know which is that weird in between you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. but still has so many great gross moments in it right yeah what's the scariest movie of all time for me there's a moment in audition Okay. Where there's like a creepy person that's like locked up in like a like a bag or a box and then it like moves ever so I thought that was terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Is there ever too much blood in a movie? Yes or no? Never. Ever. Never. Never. Favorite horror convention. Oh, Mad Monster Party. Yeah, I kind of figured that. You you go to those quite a bit. I've only been to the Phoenix one and it was during COVID. I'll be there in Arizona next week. Yeah, I feel like I went at the worst time because it was like probably their worst show to date because it was right when COVID was like exploded um, and they had all the arrows on the floor. You had to like walk in a circle. It was it was pretty sad. Yeah, that COVID really messed up a lot of conventions. So give it another chance. Mad Monster Party is always amazing. So. Oh, yeah. No, they had a great they had great guests. There. I think like Ed Neal was there. Like, I definitely want to hit that one again. Wait, isn't it like who, who do they have this summer? There's some good ones. White Truth's going to be there. Yes, yes, Rain Wilson. You're right. Yeah, that's a huge get. If you need anything, House of a Thousand Corpses signed, like this is your chance. And Freddy Krueger, Robert England will be there too. Yeah, of course, the the classic. <laughs> Dude, I waited. I waited longer for him than I've ever waited for anyone in my life at a convention. And it was literally like last summer. Wow. I waited, or was it two summers ago now? It might have been two summers ago. 
I waited nine hours. Out of here. No, I'm not kidding you. That Steel City Con in, in Pittsburgh had the fucking worst like crowd like regulation, whatever you call it, like ever I've ever seen. Like they just like did not move his line along good at all. And after waiting nine hours, which literally was the entire length of the convention, they literally tried to cut the line off in front of me. And I made a scene. I was like, dude, I fucking came, I came from California, first of all. Second of all, you're not kicking any of us out because we've been here all day. <laughs> so we're going to meet Robert England, whether you like it or not. And it was fucking sick. And um, they, they kept everybody? They, they did cut it off, but it was behind me. It was like, it was behind like a couple people behind me. But yeah, people were pissed. I mean, like, how, how are you going to do that to people? You got you to make sure everybody gets to meet them. Um, let's see here. Grossest candy ever. Ooh, uh, baby bottle pop. Really? I, I don't enjoy the triple, quadruple dip. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's like sucking a titty too. Um, we were talking about this yesterday on like an Instagram live I was on and we were talking, we like, like good and plenty is fucking disgusting. I don't, we don't like licorice. Uh, but my friend said mellow cream pumpkins. And I was like, I kind of like those like, like candy corn type stuff. Like you can't have too much of it, but it's not the grossest candy. All right. What's, what's your best Halloween candy? Ooh, uh, Probably candy corn. I like candy corn. Same, right? I love candy corn. I'll buy a whole ass bag of that. All right. Uh, what's a horror film you're most looking forward to in 2023? I know there's not a lot, but. Uh, Robot Dracula. Okay. I know that we got, we got talk to me coming out next month, next month that a lot of people are looking forward to. And then there's like the haunting in Venice, which looks kind of shite. And then the new insidious. I don't know. It's kind of like a weak year for horror. So yeah, just, just look out for Robot Dracula because that's going to be the best one. All right. Uh, grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Oh, well, I'm allergic to strawberry, so I got to go with grape. Fuck yeah, that's the best one. I was I already asked you this, so favorite Dickie song, which you already said. Uh, okay. Which of the which of your films is your favorite? Uh, you know, it's always the newest one that I'm working on because the other ones, they're already out there in the world getting judged and okay right now robot dracula because that's, that's hilarious there's endless potential right it's schrodinger's cat right now it could right. be the greatest movie ever made or the worst piece of shit in history but i'm making it currently in this moment so we'll we won't know until it's done fuck yeah dude i gotta show you my film condemned with you all i feel like you would like that that's kind of in your vein a little bit it's just dumb and like just like the silliest shit you'll ever see. I like and there, there's some there's some decent stupid kills in there too. I'll, I'll try to send you send you a link. <laughs> uh, let's see here. If you were a serial killer, what would be your weapon of choice? Oh, probably my bare hands. Really? Oh yeah, I want to get up in them guts. Get in all the crevices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's a horror movie that made you piss yourself laughing? Uh, probably Army of Darkness. I love that movie. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what's a horror sequel that people hate that you really enjoy? The Curse 2. Hell yeah. <laughs> they bite or the bite. Have yes. you 
Snake hand. Have you ever been arrested? No. Actually, no. I have not. Nice. I got a clean criminal record. Perfect. Uh, what's the rudest celebrity you've ever met at a convention? Rudest? Uh, you know, I, I've been, like I said, I've been lucky. You know what I mean? Especially since I do conventions and then they kind of can't really walk away. They're like, oh, I'm going to go in the green room. It's like, okay, I'm also going to go in the green room. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> luckily, I, I really haven't met anybody that's, you know, been rude. So I have endless opportunities to ask you to be in my movie throughout yeah, the exactly. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Christy Swanson was pretty horrible to me. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we met her at like Niagara Falls Comic Con like nearly 10 years ago. And I asked her one question. I was like, I was like, what was it like working with Adam Sandler on Big Daddy? And she was like, are you going to buy anything? And said it just like that. <laughs> Fucking literally just started laughing and walked away. <laughs> the worst. Um, I will say Tony Todd's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Dude, I like, we'll run into him at cons and he's, he's the coolest. Yeah. He's in my movie Catch of the Day. Amazing. Tony Todd's so great. Yeah, no, I saw that one. That one's that one's awesome. Um, okay, let's see here. Have you? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You already said that. Rudest celebrity. Best festival reaction to one of your movies. Uh. Or screening, I guess. Probably slice. Okay. Uh, that that played at the Chinese theater, and they laughed at every joke. Great audience. They really like got you know what I mean. What the movie was, and you know right. they really all the celebrity cameos when because that one's got like a ton of slip mcgarris is in that and there's so many celebrities in that movie uh phil tippett oh yeah a, you know what i mean so like mad god know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah robocop star wars uh the reason star wars is cool <laughs> right it's fucking legend what about um? Do do they come out a lot like for the screenings? Do a lot of these cameo people come out, or is it kind of yeah, hit or miss? Yeah, they do. It you know it it depends on what the movie is, but yeah, there are plenty of celebrities that come to these screenings. So that's super cool. What's the best video game of all time? Splatterhouse Two. Fuck yeah! Favorite gutter mouth song. Ooh. Oh man, I'm terrible at titles. Like I couldn't tell okay. you. That's fine. That's fine. I know you're a fan. Um, favorite food spot in LA? Uh, I like Uncle Paulie's. It's a oh little, yes, a little deli in Studio City, and I eat there very often. Dude, I could eat like two of those sandwiches right now. Yeah, so that's fucking. Are you actually? <laughs> wait, wait. Where's that at? Studio City, you said. Studio City, yeah. Ooh. Got to meet you there. Um, we should definitely hit that like this week. Um, something you got detention for in high school? Uh, I <laughs> I had a film teacher that I loved, and uh, he got sick, and so we had a crappy substitute that played the Fast and the Furious in a film class in high school. Uh. Organize a walkout, and I was like. This is bullshit. This is a cinema class, people. Come on, who's with me? And nobody came with me. And that's something I got detention for. Wait, so you didn't you didn't tell them beforehand that you were gonna do that? 
Oh, I did. I was like, so we're going to like all walk out, right? Because this is bullshit that we have to watch this yeah. movie in an amazing cinema class, right? right? Like the art of cinema and we're watching The Fast and the Furious. Yeah. This is bullshit, right? And they were all like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so when I stand up, you guys are going to all come. And they were like, mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody. That sucks. Not a single one. And then I just, I walked out and I got in trouble for that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I will say that first, those first three ones are pretty decent though. With I mean, the first two with Paul Walker and then the third one, the Tokyo Drift. I don't know. They, they had like more decent acting and scenarios, I guess. Because after that, it was just like spectacle. It's all action films at that point. Or at least those ones are okay. I don't know. They're not oh, cinema yeah. movies, though. I agree no, with that. I wanted, I wanted film noir. I wanted something, yeah. you know, like educational. Yeah, you like, wanted fucking deep red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mondo Rosso, not Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yes, a Serbian film. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Best pizza you've had in LA? Uh, Genuinely curious. I'm on, on this one. Like Brooklyn Wagon Wheel. Okay, no, where's the? Uh, there's one out here in Sherman Oaks, and then there's I think they have another location, but I like Joe's too. There's okay. a few, Joe's Pizza. There's one on Hollywood Boulevard, and then uh, there's right. there's a few around. Those are pretty good. There's a newer one that opened called Quarter Sheets. That's like D or uh, Detroit style pizza. That one's pretty good. And then Danny Boys opened up in downtown LA area. That one's okay. really solid. And then. I think there's a Prince Prince Street Pizza, I believe, in West Hollywood. It's also very good. Oh, okay. I just had uh, Dino's the other oh, day. The Burbank. That's pretty good too. Yeah, it's not not too bad. That's pretty good. Um, weirdest fan interaction. Uh, I had a fan buy a T-shirt off of my body one time. <laughs> Where was this? Uh, it was in uh, Kansas City. I did a show. This was several years ago when I was a thinner man. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this girl, she she liked the t-shirt design. And I said, oh, the only one I have is the one I'm wearing. And she goes, okay, I'll take that. So, and how much did she give you for it? Whatever I was, I think I was selling for like 20 bucks at the time. So she bought it for 20 bucks. And you just threw something else on or did you just stay shirtless yeah. the whole? <laughs> Amazing. All right. Something that made you laugh until you cried. Oh, uh, yeah, I, probably, you know, on set shooting something like, uh, man, I, I can't even think of nothing. Next. That's fine. <laughs> and then most embarrassing moment. You know, what's funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I got one. Uh, <laughs> I was filming a movie called Milf's versus zombies and i was doing a pickup at a convention uh it was for brad twig who's getting some heat now for crackoon he directed crackoon well anyway uh so we're filming a pickup where i i'm having a three-way in the movie with these two girls yeah and i get bit on the butt by a zombie and so i'm in handcuffs and then uh, I turn into a zombie while I'm in my boxer shorts. And so we're filming a pickup where I'm a zombie and I'm supposed to come out of the elevator like Flyboy. And it's during a convention. So I'm walking down the hallway and then I pass uh, 
Who's the redhead from Children of the Corn? What's his name? Uh, Courtney Gaines. Courtney Gaines. Yeah, I passed Courtney Gaines, and he's like acting. Am I right? <laughs> well, I'm in my boxer shorts. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what I mean? And I'm in handcuffs, so I'm I'm supposed to come out of the elevator like Flyboy. So I'm in the elevator, and it doesn't just close. Somebody at the bottom calls the elevator. So I'm in handcuffs in my boxer shorts with zombie makeup on and the elevator fills with people from the convention. Oh my God. They're like, we want to party with this guy. All right. And I'm like, amazing. yeah. And then the elevator opens on the door and I come out and we shoot the scene. But yeah, that was, that was a moment. That's fantastic. Well, dude, this was fucking awesome. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Where can your fans find you? Like what are your social media handles? Go to jamesbalsamo.com, get all your cool James Balsamo t-shirts, action figures, movies, posters. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Acid Bath Product or find me on Instagram at James Balsamo or at Acid Bath Productions. And add me on Facebook. I want to be your friend, James Balsamo. Sick. And, and the soonest screening is going to be like the end of the summer we're, we're looking at? Yeah. yeah okay, kinda... cool. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This is sweet. Yeah. Let's go get some food sometime. <laughs> Hit me up. We'll do some Uncle Polly's. We'll just slam them down. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, and I'll try to get this out in the next couple of days. Nice seeing you. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, for sure. All right, hell yeah. From Acid Bath Productions comes James Balsamo's Crude Christmas. Oh, you ain't getting nothing for Christmas Cause mommy and daddy divorced Oh, you ain't getting nothing for Christmas Cause daddy spent it on whores Two full CDs of your favorite Christmas songs Ruined by James Balsamo I saw mommy sucking Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. What a joy it would have been if he just right on her chin when I saw mommy sucking Santa last night. Holiday classics never sounded this good, or did they? Oh, Christmas pee, oh, Christmas pee, I don't know how long I can hold thee. I hope this church sermon goes fast, so I don't shit my fucking pants. Oh, Christmas pee, oh, Christmas pee, I don't know how long I can hold thee. Over one copy sold! Order now and get a candy cane partially licked by James Balsamo. Send me some nudes, 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 send me some nudes.